welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so I have a confession to make. I have been procrastinating on this episode for a few months now. I first had the idea when a lot of my clients were really struggling with limiting beliefs around money. And I even had two specific clients ask me to do an episode on money and mindset. So I started to pull the episode together way back in August. And I realized that I had a big problem. I actually had too much content and too many different resources that I wanted to share. And I just couldn't find a way to narrow down the content. So I finally decided to tackle it as a three-part series. So I hope this is okay with you because this is a really, really important topic and I want to make sure that you have a healthy mindset around money. So I talk all the time about the importance of mindset and how your mindset is the subconscious blueprint for success. And today we're going to be really specific on one part of your mindset, your beliefs around money. Do you ever spend time thinking about money? I'm sure that you do, but the question is, how much time do you spend thinking about your money mindset, about your beliefs around money? Money is a very emotional topic for people, especially for entrepreneurs. And because we don't want to deal with it or it makes us uncomfortable, we often just ignore it or avoid it. And while that might address the fact that you don't want to feel uncomfortable, it doesn't actually ever fix anything, does it? Ignoring things doesn't fix them. Making them unconscious doesn't fix them. And trying to control them, well, that really, really doesn't fix them because it sets us up for failure because no one likes to be controlled. Money is emotional because it is tied to our sense of self-worth and confidence. And one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is that your mindset with money is different when you have a job versus when you run your own business, especially for solopreneurs who are selling their own products and services. You see, earning money is different when you are in business for yourself than it is when you have a job. And the main driver here is that when you have a job, You have a defined scope of work and you get paid for the work that you do versus when you run a business, you earn money not just for what you do, but also for who you are. And that is a very deeply personal thing. So I'm going to say that again. When you have a job, you're compensated for the work that you do. When you run a business, you are compensated for who you are. And this calls forth self-doubt and insecurity and judgment around our worthiness. In this three-part series, we're going to do something really cool. We're going to stop getting really emotional about money 
and we're gonna start using our emotions to make more money. Sound pretty cool? Let me say that again. We're gonna stop getting emotional about money and we're gonna start using our emotions to attract more money. And this process is going to take place over three episodes and I'm gonna introduce you to a different piece of it each week. So if you aren't where you want to be financially, then I dedicate this three-part series to you. If you feel like you're working really, really hard, but you're just not making the money you want to, then I dedicate this series to you. If you're being extra, extra courageous, yet you're still not seeing the return back on your business, then I dedicate this series to you. As inspiration for this series on Money Mindset, I've selected three of my favorite books on money. And we will be pulling really juicy tips from each one of them in each episode. Think of this as me pulling in three heavy hitters, three experts on money and money mindset that are going to help you. So here's a look at what we're going to cover in each episode. Today, in the first episode, we're going to look at your money blueprint. And for that, I've chosen the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. In the second episode, I'm going to introduce you to some physical tools that will help you shift your mindset around money. And in the third episode, we're going to look at some metaphysical tools that you can use to help you shift things at a deeper level. But first, I want to start with a story. So I have three stories around money that I want to share, two general ones that I see all the time, and the third one is a personal one. So scenario one happens when someone is typically in a big money bind where things are either really tight or they've had some unexpected expenses and they just need some extra cash, ASAP. And because they're in a bind, because something just came up, they urgently need a specific amount of money. And then, just like magic, the necessary amount of money shows up in some way, shape, or form. And when this happens, it's not an amount that is close to what they need. It's an amount that is exactly what they need. And I see this scenario happen all the time. Is it a coincidence? Absolutely not. We don't believe in coincidences, do we? This happens because you are making a specific request to the universe that you want money to show up, and you're saying specifically how much you want it to show up and when you need it to arrive. And guess what? When you're that specific, it shows up. You need to be specific about what you want. You can't just ever say, oh, I want more money or I need more money. You have to be specific about when and how much. And people hesitate on this because they feel like they're asking for too much, but they're not. This is how it's done. Now, the other popular scenario that I see a lot is when people who aren't used to having lots of money suddenly come into lots of money. And this can be either through their business from work like a bonus or from an external source like an inheritance or maybe even a lottery. And because they really aren't used to having a large sum of money, 
they end up burning through the cash and spending it all. And soon enough, they're right back to where they were before they had the money. Now, is this because they're lazy? No. Is it because they lack intelligence? Nope. It's because they're not programmed or they don't have the right mindset on the inside to be able to handle this amount of money and they subconsciously burn through it to get them back to the place where they are comfortable and familiar, where the feeling is aligned and where they think they belong. Now the third story is one that happened to me a while ago. I was having a conversation with a friend who said that he wished he had a million dollars and how if he had that money, he would use some of it to help out others. And near the end of the conversation, he said, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket to get the million dollars. And I remember thinking to myself in that moment, why don't you just focus on making a million dollars? Your odds to make a million dollars are a lot better than trying to win it in a lottery. And I realized in that instant, with that response, it meant that I had shifted my mindset around money. We might think that a million dollars sounds like a crazy amount of money, but if you break it down annually, then it becomes a little bit more accessible, doesn't it? If you want a million dollars in one year, well, that's just 12 months, each making $83,333. And if you build a business that can scale or you have passive income or you have online revenue, it's a lot more attainable than leaving it up to chance of winning the lottery, isn't it? With your business, you can actually see the impact of your hard work, right? With the lottery, you don't have any way to influence the outcome whatsoever. And to me, that just feels helpless. But the reason that this is such a big deal for me is that when I started out in in my business, I didn't have this mindset or this belief around my earning potential. The notion of earning a million dollars in one year seemed just outrageous because my earning potential was directly tied to my annual salary, which was fixed. But now I see things completely differently. Now that I have a business, I see unlimited earning potential. And I spend a lot of time with other entrepreneurs who see the big picture and they have a healthy mindset around money. And this has helped me see things so differently. Remember that Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And there's something important I want to add to this shift in mindset. Because you know I love talking about big P purpose and small P. When I think about growing my business and working towards this financial goal, it's always tied to the number of people that I'm going to reach, which is what really, really drives me. It's never about the money alone. The money is a measure of how many people that I have been able to help. So let's check in with you. When you think about your earning potential, do you have a static number in mind or are you open to ways of accelerating it? Take a minute to think about this now before we dive deeper into your money mindset. 
Now, I've talked about your mindset as being your OS or your operating system. And just like your computer has an OS that runs in the background and allows you to operate programs, you have an OS that allows you to perform your day-to-day tasks. Your OS is your mindset. And rather than ones and zeros, your mindset is compiled of positive and negative thoughts that come from your beliefs, stories, and experiences. And a lot of this is acquired at a very young age. So today we're going to get conscious and start to figure out exactly what is planted in your subconscious. Did you know that your mind is one of the most powerful tools to make money and be really, really wealthy? It is. And many people aren't even optimizing it in the right way. Often we think that our mind can only be used to do the work and make the products and the services that will make you money, but your mind can benefit you in another way. When you optimize your mind to hold powerful beliefs around money about your unlimited earning potential, you are clearing the way to draw money to you and to make it stay. And this will make you powerful. Remember my stories from the last segment, when someone surprisingly comes into a large sum of money, like winning a lottery, they often can't keep that money around because they don't believe they deserve it and it's not part of their blueprint. When I say that your mindset is your subconscious blueprint for success, that completely applies to your mindset around money. And most of us aren't even actively using it as a tool. Well, we might be aware that it has an impact on what we can accomplish. We don't proactively use it as a tool to attract money. It's simple. Whatever we focus on becomes more successful, right? Think of anything in your life that you're really, really good at. You didn't master it overnight, did you? You got to be an expert at it through lots of practice and lots of time and energy and effort and attention. And it's like that with anything in your life. We have to invest time and attention. So if you want to expand your knowledge about a specific topic, then you invest time into reading and learning about it. If you want to have more energy, then you invest time into eating healthier foods. If you want your body to function better and look better, you invest time into exercise. There's lots of different things that can prevent you from being successful, and your mindset around money is one of them. There's a great Henry Ford quote that says, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Your beliefs are so very important and you have to get clear on what they are so you can shift them if necessary. And for most of us, our beliefs around money are planted at a very young age. And just like things we learn when we're children, we assume that they are the truth. We don't question them, we just believe them. Now, in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Harv Eckert says that success of your business isn't actually just about the skill and the knowledge that you have, so much as it is about what your money blueprint is. And your money blueprint is embedded into your subconscious mind, and it's a program that determines your relationship with money. And this is based on three things. Verbal programming, what did you hear about money when you were young? 
modeling, how did you see people interact with money when you were young, and specific incidents. How did you experience money when you were young? So why is your money blueprint so important? Well, because if your blueprint isn't healthy, then you will override your success no matter what happens. If you aren't prepared mentally to make a lot of money, then you'll either block it or it will come to you and you will sabotage and it will quickly leave you. Think of an unhealthy money blueprint like a glass ceiling. You might figure out a really good way to surpass what you're currently making. But if you don't have the relative core beliefs that will support that, then you won't be able to hold on to the money. You will find a way to sabotage yourself subconsciously somehow and lose all the money and return yourself back to the situation where you started. So how do we figure out what our money blueprint is? Well, like all deeply rooted things, we have to go way back. Here's a great passage from the book. All statements that you heard about money when you were young remain in your subconscious mind as part of the blueprint that is running your financial life. It's a great passage. I'm going to read it again, okay? All statements that you heard about money when you were young remain in your subconscious mind as part of the blueprint that is running your financial life. We're basically looking to find out all the old beliefs, where they came from. To put it in really simple terms, we're trying to make your beliefs around money conscious. So T. Harv Eker says that we are conditioned in three primary ways, verbal programming, modeling, and specific incidents. So let's start by looking at the verbal programming. Now I'm going to read a bunch of phrases to you around money and I want you to tell me if any of them sound familiar to you. Ready? Okay. Money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that right now. Money is the root of all evil. You have to work hard if you want to make money. So do any of these statements sound familiar to you? As homework, I want you to write down three statements about money that you heard frequently as you were growing up. Okay, second piece, modeling. When you were young, how was money perceived in your household? Think about it. Did your parents have a comfortable relationship with money or were they always stressed around money? For homework, I want you to think about how your parents viewed money when you were a child and think of a couple things and write them down. And lastly, specific incidents. Take time to think about one or two scenarios that happened where money played a really big factor, either in allowing you to take a big family vacation, move to a bigger house, or maybe do some renovations. Or it played a role by preventing you from doing something like not being able to go on a trip or not having money to buy certain things. For homework, I want you to think of one or two scenarios where money played a really big part during your childhood. And I really want to point out here that this is not a judgment about the environment that you grew up in or how much money you actually had. The reality is actually irrelevant. And in doing work with people, I've realized over the years that some of my clients have a completely 
different recollection of their childhood than their siblings do. And so it's not really about what actually went on or what the reality was. It's about what you perceived and what you stored in your blueprint during those years when you were really young. So take some time to get conscious about your money blueprint. And this is the first part of your homework. Think of three statements about money that you heard frequently when you were growing up. Two, how did your parents view money in your household? And three, what specific incidents come to mind where money played a really big factor? And once you've taken time to answer these three questions, then I want you to share this with someone. So it could be a friend, it could be a family member or your partner, and really work through this with them. You'll be surprised once you start talking about it, how much you learn and what you make conscious. Before we dive into the second part of your homework, I wanna say thank you to those of you who have completed the survey on our goal setting workshop. I have a really good idea of what you guys want now and I'll be sending out details soon in the newsletter. And so you watch out there for details on this goal setting workshop that I'm gonna be doing and the content that I'm also gonna be making available to you later on. So you can watch for that in our Tuesday newsletter. And if you're not signed up for the newsletter, then you definitely wanna check that out and make sure that you're subscribed to it at thecorporateyogi.com. So once you've taken time to figure out your money blueprint, the second part of your homework is to start to shift it to something more powerful. And I want you to pick a money mantra that will help shift your blueprint to something that is more powerful than where it is today. Now, my absolute favorite money mantra is from The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It's, I am a money magnet. And when I first read that, it really, really resonated with me. It completely jumped off the page and it felt real and it felt powerful. And that's the important thing about picking a money mantra. There isn't a list of good ones or the ones that are the most successful. It's a very personal thing. What works for me might not work for you. The important thing is that you pick one that is really powerful for you. A good mantra should do a couple things. It should excite you. It should feel powerful, almost as if you can feel the energy behind it. And it should also feel very realistic and attainable. Please don't pick one that is completely outrageous and very far-fetched from where you are now because when you hear it, you'll just laugh it off. So if your money mindset is, you know, maybe a two out of 10 where 10 is really positive and powerful, don't go and pick one that is a nine because that won't feel attainable to you and you'll just get discouraged. So pick one that is a four or a five, something that's more powerful than where you are today that will inspire you and draw you forward rather than just something that is completely, utterly ridiculous. So I'm going to share some more money mantras with you. And as you hear them, I want you to pay attention for one that really, really resonates with you. Something that makes you think, hmm, yeah, I could totally do that. Now, not one that makes you laugh out loud and really doubt it, okay? All right. I am a money magnet. Money and success chase me. 
Opportunities are endless. I have a millionaire mind. I create my financial abundance. I am on the path to becoming wealthy. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I receive money in abundance in all ways. So those are just a few of the money mantras. Did any of those jump out at you? As part of your homework, I want you to pick one or you can create one. You're welcome to use any of these or if you want, some of you might want to create your own. Some of these ones that I named are taken right from the book. Your other option is to pick a Sanskrit mantra. And so if you are really into yoga and that's really, really important to you, you can just head over to YouTube, find some money mantras and either use a recording or write it down and chant it um, as part of your daily meditation. And so what do you do with your mantra? Well, I'd really like you to make it part of your daily routine. So you can either say it out loud or you can write it out a bunch of times. You could also add it to your gratitude journal. That is a really proactive way to use your money mantra. And if possible, try to say it out loud, especially if you're doing the option of using a Sanskrit mantra, because as you say those words out loud, you're going to actually feel the physical vibration in your body. And that works at such a deep, deep level. Now, the other way to use your money mantra is to use it reactively. So whenever you catch yourself in a place of lack, where you're questioning your wealth, you're doubting your earning potential, or you're just complaining about what you don't have, then I want you to shift your perspective and say the mantra five times. You can say it out loud, you can write it down, whatever feels right to you either way, but start to get conscious about those moments where you're not having powerful thoughts about money and then shift it instantly with your new mantra. So I'm gonna read those mantras again for you right now so you can pay attention and listen to them and see if any of them jump out at you, okay? I am a money magnet. Money and success chase me. Opportunities are endless. I have a millionaire mind. I create my financial abundance. I'm on the path to becoming wealthy. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I receive money and abundance in all ways. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on mastering your money mindset. Stay tuned for next week when I bring you the second episode in our three-part series on money mindset. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you'll ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.